1: Welcome back to the Chris Weeds Podcast Hour and another special podcast series highlighting the exciting events and people happening at St. Augustine's University and where we will also take a brief look back on some of society's greatest contributors who also happen to be part of the rich St. Augs tradition. Today's podcast series highlights the wonderful accomplishments of student-athlete Samuel Cujo, Samuel isn't your regular student-athlete. He is a golfer supreme with a 3.7 GPA and the awards and recognition to match his outstanding personality and St. Augustine's pride. Samuel is on the podcast today and will wow us with his look back on four of the most successful college years in the history of the CIAA. Speaking of golf, Make sure you get registered for the inaugural St. Augustine's Athletic Department Golf Tournament. It takes place on Friday, June 18th as part of a big St. Augs reunion weekend. The fun begins on Thursday, June 17th and ends with a beautiful soiree on Saturday, June 19th. This is your chance to have fun and give to future students with the drive to soar like Sam Yacujo and a university that is also ready to soar. You can find more information at www.StAugFalcons.com or call Mr. David Bowser at 919-516-4250. Again, call 919-516-4250 and ask for Coach David Bowser. This is your chance to give. Speaking of giving and contributions, did you know the founder and president of the Jackie Robinson Sports Association, it's a baseball league serving at-risk girls and boys, was also the first African-American pointed to the 18th Judicial Circuit? I speak of the notable St. Augustine's University alum and the 85th Justice of the Florida Supreme Court, Justice James E.C. Perry, that's right, St. Augs Falcons. You guys do great things, and with more help, you guys can soar to even greater heights. Thank everyone for listening and giving. This is a special edition of the St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams podcast hour. My daddy made- Time, baby. I was born uptown, I would get touchy, now ain't life, baby. A grandson, Growing up to be somebody, Gang to the zilly, I'm a flow I am the kind of
0: thing that does I'm a one in a zillion.
2: Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, and today, as part of our St. Augustine's podcast series, we have a special podcast guest. Today's guest is a native of Bethel, Trinidad and Tobago. He is a two-time all ciaa performer as a freshman. He was named the CIAA Rookie Golfer of the Year and the CIAA Men's Golfer of the Year. He has been named an Arthur Ashe, Jr. Sports Scholar. He is currently being recognized as a top-ten candidate for the Arthur Ashe, Jr. Male Sports Scholar of the Year Award. His accomplishments don't end there. Academically, the sport management major has a 3.71 cumulative grade point average. And he's expected to graduate this May. Please help me welcome to the special St. Augustine's podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, a two time Arthur Ashe Jr. sports scholar and D2 Athletics Director Association Academic Achievement Award honoree, Samuel Cujo. Mr. Cujo, welcome to the podcast.
0: Yes, thanks, thanks for the invite to your podcast. It's, it's a pleasure being on the podcast this morning. Awesome, awesome. Okay.
2: And again, welcome to the St. Augustine Special Podcast series. This is gonna be a lot of fun hearing your story and what St. Augs University means to you. So as I tell all my guests, this podcast doesn't work unless you share your stories and shamelessly plug yourself and the university. So feel free to discuss your amazing accomplishments. All right. So Sammy, yeah. let's start the podcast by talking Uh about your home, Bethel, Trinidad, and Tobago, and what it was like growing up there.
0: Um, Growing up in Bethel, uh, Trinidad, and Tobago, it's a small village. Um, I grew up, uh, I started playing golf at the age of three because of my dad. Uh, The golf course that I played at was maybe give or take 20 minutes walk away from my house. So I, I grew up playing golf at a tender age of three. And from that day, I never turned back. Um, I did stuff uh, related to school community service uh, at my school, and I got various awards back home for different things relating to school and golf. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
2: And, and how did you get into the community service? We'll touch more on it later, but how did you become involved? What, what, how did that passion grow?
0: So that passion grew... Um, as a little kid growing up, you always see that, um, like, for the island of Trinidad and Tobago, it's a small island in the Caribbean, and um, just seeing the struggles of other people, um, I wanted to be able to give back and help out with young people developing and going to the next level in whatever passion they wanted, even if it wasn't sports, it could be academic-related or doing a trade. So always wanted to give back to my community and other communities. Okay. All right.
2: Now, at, you said at age three, you pick up your golf clubs. So yes. talk about that process. And at what point did you realize that you might have a gift playing golf?
0: Oh, uh, So at age three, I started originally first in my backyard. My my yard is a family yard, so I have pretty much I've, I've a big amount of space to I'll play golf, like hit balls oh. in my backyard. So my dad uh, taught me there. And I would say probably around the age of maybe between the age range of like five to like eight, everybody was uh, everybody in my island was basically like, okay, you can be the next Tiger Woods of this generation of kids. And um, I took it, um, I took it with great pride. And um, in 2011, I got the opportunity to come to America to go to a golf camp and play golf um, for the summer. It was a summer camp. And um, this enabled me to go to high school. I know uh, that's a different question, but um, I'll just like highlight it a little bit. Um, So I came for the summer. Uh, Then I went back home, came back for another summer again. And then in 2014, I came to America full time to attend school uh, at IJGA in Hilton, South Carolina. Oh, wow, okay, okay, all right. Now,
2: you, you talk about your dad Teaching you how to golf. Was he a pretty good golfer as well?
0: Yes. Uh, My dad, even to this day, my dad is 64 or 65. He is still good. Um, Even a couple of days ago, we talked and he shot one under. And back then, we would have challenges when I was younger. We would play for like um, just like soft drinks and stuff. And We'd have fun, like he would go out there, and he taught me the game, and even to this day, I still communicate with him about struggles that I have in my golf, course.
2: okay, all right
0: now, describe
2: your family and also
0: the influence they have on you okay so my uh, my dad and my mom my dad is retired now, but he used to work for the government in the health health like health sector uh my mom does the same and um and i have a little sister that's 10 years younger than me um i'm 21 she's uh 11 so um just growing up um the influence they had on me basically created the the person that i am for today um they instilled in me values and um goals that weren't uh weren't unreachable so growing okay. up i mean for me, coming to America, that was my decision. Like, I wanted to leave to go make better for myself. And it wasn't like my parents forced me to leave. It was like I told my mom, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to take on a new venture, go achieve better things, and be on a, like a world platform, basically. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. That's a heck of a deci- decision at such a young age. So kudos to you. So you talked a, a little bit about your high school experience. So mm-hmm. describe that, because you said you came to the
0: States to, to the Golf Academy. So yep. describe so that, I how came, you ended up. Go ahead. Yep. So I came to the States in 2014, uh, August of 2014, um, to Hilton Head, South Carolina, to, be able to, have, um, to the International Junior Golf Academy. It's a golf academy at high school um, intertwined. So um, I got the chance to play, um, attend classes in the morning from like 6, 30, 7, 30 to maybe 12 o'clock, and then in the evening, like from 1 to 5 in the evening, I play golf from my sophomore year to senior year. So I spent three years at the academy, which gave, enabled me to get an opportunity to come to St. August for four years. Okay. Now... Before
2: you went to Hilton Head Golf Academy, uh-huh. uh, did you attend, Did you your freshman year,
0: I guess that would make it, yeah, so did I, you um, attend school? The, so the system, like um, the American system versus the British system is a little bit different. So I spent three years back home in high school under the British system. Well, high school, oh, wow. But. So I spent three years, and I left in my third year. I had basically two more years of school in high school back home. And I decided, I was like, Mom, I'm ready to go, take up this venture. And I grasped it with both hands and came to America. Uh, My mom and they came, dropped me off, and I told them, I was like, I'm here now. I'm not coming back home until I achieve my goals. And one of my goals is to be a professional golfer.
2: Oh, wow. That's awesome. That is awesome that you recognize that. So talk about your uh, high school GPA. So you said you attended school from the early morning until mid-afternoon, late in the afternoon. So talk about your course load and your high school GPA.
0: Um, so course load, oh, if I can remember, it was between four, maybe four and five classes. And by the time I graduated, it was three years, um, four and five classes, like a day um so uh for the uh, throughout the semester, I'll take like five classes a day and then um by the time I graduated, I graduated with a three GPA. and then okay. i was i came and then once i graduated um i visited synague actually um visited synague, met the coaches golf coach and um well the funny story is. My academy produced some of the greatest offers, like kids that go to Columbia University, um, Indiana, uh, Stanford, uh, the, the big schools, big five schools or uh, big schools mm-hmm. in general. And um, a funny story is when I decided to go to St. one of my friends asked me, he was like, with your talent, why don't you go to uh, a big D1 school? And I, my words were, I wanted to create my own destiny. I don't want to go to a school that already has fame or already has a standout because I'm going to just be under the limelight. I want to be in the limelight. I want to be the person that stands out. And when we get into that question and all, I was in the limelight, and I stood up, and I took it with great pride and uh, did what I had to do through my four years of college. Okay. Awesome. That is awesome.
2: So. Just going back, so at the Hilton Head Golf Academy, did you have to try out to get into the school or did someone recognize your talent and they were like, No, he's he's coming here?
0: So, um, it's it's not like it's not a college setup. It's a college setup in a sense, the but there's no like recruit. like they just it's based on like they give students scholarships based on what their family could earn. And, okay, the school, my first year when I was there, there was like 120 of us, but it's a multi-purpose academy at the same time because the high school has soccer players, tennis players, volleyball players, you could name sports, um, equestrians. So it was, a, it was a school that gave students an opportunity to, to balance their academics and um, balance sports in art together. Okay. Now, was there any
2: individuals that you competed with the most and you know, who were some of the what were some of the, who are some of the popular guys that, or gals that graduated with you or came out of that school?
0: So, um so I can name a few and I'll tell you where they're at right now actually. So uh one of my friends, his name is Aaron Tarrazes, he's from Mexico. Uh he graduated, he went to Oklahoma For one year, and then he went to Texas El Paso um, for the rest of his college years. Now he's playing professional golf on trying to get onto the PGA Tour. He's playing in um, the Latin America Tour right now. And then I have another friend that we graduated together. Um, He graduated from Columbia University, and he's uh, pursuing golf as well, uh, playing events. And then my last friend, good friend, he actually – Has got on to one of the tours in Canada, which is basically the gateway tour to get into the PGA. He just recently did that, like a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, He qualified, and he's starting in the summer on that tour to play and try to get onto the PGA. Okay,
2: okay, that's pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. All right. So while you were in high school, did you have a job? Did you? Are you? Were you just playing golf? Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, what were they just playing golf? Okay, yeah, okay, all right. And at any time, did you play any other sports?
0: Uh, yes, yeah. actually. Um, funny story about that. I'm pretty good at soccer. So when I was younger, uh, I wanted to play soccer as well as golf. Um, I got called up a couple of times in my high school, and my dad told me that uh, I can't. I can't, um I cannot, um how should I say, it? um you can't master all everything. So he was like, Pick one and master one. So since I was good at golf, I was like, Okay, I'll master golf. Like I'll perfect try to perfect that. But uh, in my free time I played I would play soccer still, um, here and there. And um I stopped playing soccer in twenty in my senior year, uh, the before my senior year because I had dislocated my knee. It, I don't think it was soccer related, but I dislocated it while going home, uh, back home for the summer. And then my my doctor advised me not to play soccer again because of the contact sport, And they advised me that he could my knee could uh, dislocate again. So I strictly focus on golf, and to this day I'm just playing golf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do
2: you, Do you have any more trouble with that
0: knee, or is it? Uh, I think right now it's it's good. I don't have any problems. I mean, when it gets cold, maybe it may it aches a little bit, but other than that, I'm I'm pretty good. Okay. All right. All right. I have to ask you this. So, okay.
2: as a youth,
0: as a youth golfer, okay.
2: what was what were some of the craziest things that were offered to you to play golf,
0: or some of the best bets that you made with other players? Personally I am not I never gambled. So, um nothing was offered to me and I wouldn't even I would we if like if it was anything it wasn't money related, it would be like something like we paid, like we played for food or we played for drinks, like uh um, soft drink or like ice speed lemonade, whatever. So it wasn't really monetary, it was just basically about food or even just playing for playing sake. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's fair enough. All right. Well, you obviously
2: did extremely well in the in the classroom and on the golf course. So, what one thing could you attribute your early success to?
0: I would say time management and adaptability. Those are the two okay. main things that I would say helped me through. It helped me through high school, and it definitely it definitely helped me through college. Okay,
2: and, and and talk a little bit more about that. So the time management piece, because a lot of people, I mean, hey, whether you're a, an older adult that's graduated or a young person, people have problems with that time management thing. So how did you get so focused on that?
0: So um, I got focused on time management because I feel like if you manage your time, you got a chance to. like I like I tell people I say if you work hard you get to play hard so if you put effort and like time into working doing the schoolwork down the road you get time to just not not focus on doing schoolwork so putting in like making sure you're on time with your work submitting it on time you after you submit Mm -hmm. your work you, you can go do whatever you want so I think time management is a big thing even for adults like grown adults, time management is key because you gotta balance your your workload. You don't want work to keep piling up on you. You wanna get it off your chest at some point. Yes, yes.
2: Very good. Very good. All right. Now, aside from your parents, was there any one person or even multiple people who supported you the most or inspired you to be successful?
0: Um, yes, I would say uh my, um, I have an uncle. Um, his name is uh, Um Without him, I wouldn't be here. Uh, he, found, uh, he helped me through getting, uh, finding a school to go to, um, which is the high school. Um, he worked with different, like, he communicated with the academies and stuff. And um, he helped me to get to America. And he's here in America. He lives in New York. And um, we talk every day. Um, we still talk. And without him, I wouldn't be here. And I would like to just say thank you to my country as a whole because they supported me through high school and through through my four years of college. That is awesome. That is awesome. All
2: right. So who are some of
0: your idols in golf? Uh, My biggest role model is Tiger Woods.
2: Tiger Woods? Okay.
0: Yes. All right.
2: Now, have you had the chance to play with him yet?
0: No, I haven't played all the time. No, I, I would like okay. to do that. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Well, hopefully that will come come true one day. All right. So talk about, and, and I know you touched on it. You said you visited St. Augs, but what was college recruiting
0: like for you? So, And what schools uh, recruited you? So... um Sinov recruited me and the end of uh, 2017, um, well, not end, uh, end of my high school. um, I came and visited Sinov maybe in, I would say probably, no, actually it started in like February, March. I came and visited Sinov and um, from the time I came, um, I, I was like, okay, it's a small campus and it's somewhere where I can create bonds with people. And I feel like networking is a great thing for your progress. Like, it helps you out a lot. So from that perspective, uh, recruiting came, saw the coach, and I was like, okay, I'll take the opportunity and come here and play golf. I'll have the opportunity to play golf and pursue a, a bachelor's degree of sport management. Nice. That is nice. Nice.
2: So what was it about – Aside from the networking, what was it about St. Augustine's University which made you believe that this is the place I, will, I want to play golf and study?
0: So I would say with the school being small, it gives you a chance to to have an opportunity to stand out. And um as I said, like my friends would ask me would I wanna go why didn't I go play for a big school. I'm like, I wanna create my own destiny. And I thought coming to Sinnog would enable me to create my own destiny. And when I came to Sinnog, that's what exactly happened. I got the chance to create my own destiny. And um I without Sinog I wouldn't be where I am for today. That is that is beautiful. That is beautiful. All right.
2: Now, do you ever get homesick? How
0: often do you get to go home? So, um, uh, you know, I don't go like? home often, but I mean, I wouldn't say I get homesick because um, when I left, I left with like a mindset of I want to get out of home. I want to go do something new. So um, ever so often, I get to go home. I was supposed to go home last Christmas, but because of COVID, uh, I didn't get to go home. But um, the last time I was home is in 20, I want to say 2018 or 2019. So two years ago. Okay. Okay. All right. So
2: talk about St. Augustine's again and the support that you get. And I asked you about being homesick and, and getting back home. So who have been some of the people at St. Augustine's that have supported you? You know, why you're, even during COVID, why you're stuck over here? Um, and, and in what ways so, uh, has the university helped
0: you? So first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you to uh, Coach Hinton for recruiting me, um, Coach Williams, uh, Coach Sandy, Coach Wells, and Dr. Doctor Ward, to name, uh, to name a few people. Okay. And those are the people. That, uh, awesome. Without them, I would not be where I am for today. Okay.
2: All right. Well, definite shout out to them.
0: Now, academically,
2: what advantages does St. Augs provide for you which will ensure
0: your postgraduate success? So, I would say it started with, as I said, Augs so is a small school, so you got the chance to have. You what our interaction with teachers that's one thing that i think helps me be successful throughout college like you had a problem you can go to your teacher and say hey i did and versus if you go to a big school you got 200 people in a class you, but your teacher might not be able to get to you so being able to be in a class with maybe 12 students 25 students that's that's okay i mean you got the chance to ask teachers for assistance and they will help us uh, should, uh put out a helping hand to awesome. assist you in whatever way they can. Okay. Okay.
2: And so when you get into real-world opportunities, so you'll feel comfortable if you get into a situation where you need help, you can reach out to someone. Yes.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. All
2: right. So talk about some of the – now, we know you're the master golfer. But talk about some of the things that you've done um, aside from time management that have made you successful in the classroom.
0: So I would say um, another thing for me that made me successful in the classroom is adapting. I think adaptability is a key thing for to be successful in the world. And saying that is because in certain situations. You just gotta adapt. You don't have a choice. So if you don't adapt to the situation, you're gonna be stuck. So for me, like taking a certain class, I might not have understood the class, but or had a great knowledge about the class. But adapting to the situation and saying, hey, although I don't know about it, I would like to learn about this. I would like to learn how the class operates. Is a great. It's it's needed in a person's life to be successful because if you don't adapt then you will be basically limiting yourself to one thing, or I can only do something that I like. I can't get out of my comfort zone. So that's what the main thing about adaptability is, is getting out of your comfort zone for me. Well said.
2: Well said. <laughs> All right. Graduation is here for you. Looking back, what advice do you have for current St. Aug students, and what advice would you give high school students considering St. Augs?
0: So I would say the advice I would give to students is when you have an opportunity, try your best to make use of it. Because you never know when that opportunity is gonna go away. So, like for me, I got a chance to play golf or all for four years. They paid for all my schooling, which I'm thankful for that. And it also can all help me to be the person that I am for today, right stand out and be able to to lead stuff and do different initiatives. So I would say to students who are coming up and looking at colleges likes and all, look at stuff relating to learning aspects like how you learn. Like you have an ability to work with teachers one on one person, being in a class that's two hundred students and you have a chance to intermingle with almost everybody on the campus. Because everybody will basically know each other, and networking is a is a big is a big thing when you go to when you go to college. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. All right, all right.
2: Let's talk athletics. So, you were named the CIAA Rookie Golfer of the Year and the CIAA Men's Golfer of the Year. So that set the the bar very high for you. So, yep. describe your first years of playing college golf and you know, what the process was after that, what
0: it was like. Um, so first year, um, what I would say, it started, in, it started before college, like entering my first year of college. It started my senior year of college. As I said, I dislocated my knee um, before my senior year. When I came back to my senior year of high school, I started, like, my game so long, like, I started playing waves, like, a whole lot better, um, and when I came to Sinog and I started, my first tournament I played in, I won the, like, the Division Two section. Um, this was at Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I shot 71-73. If I, yeah, I think those were the scores. 71-73. And in freshman year, I think I ended up racking up maybe like five, maybe five wins, four wins, somewhere in that area. And then I got the opportunity actually shot the school record so for one day, which is sixty five. Um, I hold a record for that and um won the Rookie of the Year uh Player of the Year award, um, made all conference team. And also um I got the opportunity because of my performance, I went to the division two regionals for golf, um in the West uh West Virginia as an individual the top individual team. Okay. All right.
2: Now, you come in, you're the big man on campus immediately. So how supportive were your teammates and, and coaches with your success?
0: They were very supportive. And they, uh, from the time they saw me, they were, they were like, we got something in the making. And um, I, brought, I helped bring the school from uh, eighth place to third place. And um, our coach got the Coach of the Year award. So that was a big thing for me. Um shout out to Coach Wells uh for all the hard work and dedication he put in with us, um that freshman uh, that freshman team. So that was a big thing and it wasn't emotional for him especially. Um because Synag was struggling and uh as um Coach Williams told us, he said we came from uh, uh we came from butt naked to third. So that's that's his
2: term,
0: <laughs> and shout out to Coach Williams. But uh, yeah, he said we gave a butt naked to it. So uh, it was it, it was a fun experience. So I I would definitely cherish my freshman year. Um, definitely will do that. Um, that was probably the best the best year I've had in college it was my freshman year. Okay. All right. Yep.
2: Now, I, I obviously you wanted to be the man. But what kind of pressure did that success, that early success, create for you and
0: you know how were you able to handle it? So I was because um when I shot the school record, um my coach did like a they asked him about my uh, my uh mindset and stuff while playing golf and he told them that I was able to block out um, block out anything and like for me going on the golf course I'm playing golf against the course. I'm trying to beat the course. And when I play golf, I try to think about something not relating to golf. Like I'm already playing golf. So I try to think about okay. something that would be like me going to the beach when I was younger or thinking about family just to get my mind off golf, like just to be – like I'm I'm a – how should I say it? I play golf by feel and not like mechanics. Like it's more of a feel thing. So like I walk, the way I walk is like – it's like a leisurely walk, like it's not anything robust. So um, I would say, like, stepping up to the pressure. As I said, I took it with great pride. And I I would say in my freshman year, I'll I give myself an A-plus for achieving and competing under the pressure because um, coming in as a freshman, you know, most freshmen, they feel the pressure and it gets to them. But for me, I just – Uh, took it with both hands and ran with it. Okay, okay, all right. Now, did did
2: other golfers, other D2 golfers in the CIAA, did they gun for you? And I have to ask this because did golfers talk junk? And if so, what was some of the best junk that was talked to you?
0: Or what's been the best that you've ever been able to dish out? So, I mean, it wasn't really, was good, but, I mean, the the main thing I would say is every time I teed it up, everybody in the conference wanted to play with me. That was the main thing. They wanted to play with me. Like, even the, I would say, the best D2 golfers in our conference, they all wanted to play with me. And when they had the opportunity to play with me, they always had fun. Like, they said, I'm like the cool guy, don't really care. I mean, I don't, like, during a round of golf, I may talk here and there, but once I'm in the moment, I'm just applying the pressure. That's how it is. And um, <laughs> like I feel like when you're playing your sport and it's your, I mean, say, for instance, you play professional golf and this is your job. You're going against other players. You don't got time. I mean, granted, people talk to each other, yes, but when it comes to playing the game, you got to be dialed in. Like, you can't be. Having your mind one way and then your 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 body's in another way. Like you got to, everything's got to be the same same area. So, um, I would talk momentarily during the round, and then once it once I was in the moment, I just stuck stuck to my goals and values of the round, and then kept it going. Okay.
2: All right. All right. So let's talk about your years of playing golf at St. Augustine's. What were some of the highlights? And talk about, you know, some of the challenges that you had and what it's been like competing for St. Augustine's University Falcons.
0: Uh, So the highlights would be my freshman year. That's definitely highlights. And um, I've had struggles along the way. Um, I'm now – since I've grad like graduated uh, on Saturday, um, now I've kind of found I've struggled through. I would say after freshman year, I started struggling. Right uh, for so for three years, I've been struggling, grinding, trying to get my game back to where it was my freshman. It's been a struggle, and I haven't given up hope because I feel like my game is right there. It just needs to be reignited. So. Right now, I've just been basically in the paper fighting my mental, my mental more than anything else. Just trying to be able to figure out stuff like what made me successful in my freshman year that I can bring into 2021. And um, the fun moments, I would say, Senog's golf team. It was all about camaraderie. Like right? we all hung out together. We'd go eat together. Um, my favorite moment was like I'm a guy like my teammates are like my brothers. So I look out for them like we go out to eat sometimes and I'll pay for their food because that's just how I am. I'm just a kid. Um or a guy that I look out for people who look out for me. So mm-hmm. um I would I would say synagogue golf team. It was it was exceptional. It was an exceptional moment to have been uh have played with the teammates that I've had throughout the years. And also having a great coaching system. Our coach stood by us no matter how bad we played. He always gave us the support. Uh, he kicked us when we did play bad, but he was there to always say, "Hey, better days are coming." And it's always good to have some uh, somebody there to say, "Hey, although you're struggling, there are good days and there are bad days. But you gotta you gotta let the good outweigh the bad and think about what's down the road." Okay. Yeah, that is great. That is great. All
2: right. And congratulations on graduation. that is a you. huge accomplishment. So so are you thinking about going to grad school? Or are uh,
0: you
2: starting right to dial now, in on
0: your golf? Right of right now I'm just focusing on dialing golf and um look I'm applying to you know, apply to different jobs right now. Okay. All right.
2: And and I think you'll be successful regardless. All right. So as a student athlete who has experienced the highest levels of academic and athletic success, how important is it for people to support St. Augustine's University, and in what ways can their donations help future student athletes?
0: I would say... So, for again, it being a small school and it's not really, it's not really big for. Uh, well, Saint is known for track. Uh, that's mm-hmm. stuff out there, and it's just. It would be nice to have um, more kids come to play other sports like. Right? I mean, no granted, track is what stands out, but if we if kids can like if recognition could be put to other sports like basketball, football and golf, it would make Senal a much more powerful school. And um, it's good that we do have donors that assist with helping out and donating to different sports, different avenues of the school. And that that's what helps develop the school even more. Okay. All right. And
2: you speak of donors and, and giving, so you have actually created programs and given back to the community. So talk about some of those programs that you were involved in as a student-athlete at St. Augustine's.
0: Um, so uh, I have given back. Um, by I've done community service at the Boys and Girls Club of Raleigh, which is who is down the street from you know, um that the location. Um so I did we did um actually a whole golf team we went there one day and did um taught the kids golf and talked to them about just life in general. And it feels good giving back because you always wanna bring somebody up after you're gone. So you wanna put a hand down and help somebody get up to where you were. So for me giving back is always good and you always have to look out for your community because in reality without the community you probably would not be where you are today so for me it's like without the community I wouldn't be where I am today and I'm grateful for the community support um, all that uh, I do develop, um, community development
2: okay all right now <laughs> what does it mean to be a Saint Augustine's Falcon? How would you define it?
0: I would say being a Sin Off Falcon it it's uh it's helped it helps it helped me uh be myself and also be able to hang around other Falcons and help like build bonds with people and create camaraderie so that we can we could all develop in a sense. So I've created I've created uh great bonds with great people and once I like I've graduated now, I'm gonna keep in touch with those connections and even connections beyond students, like faculty, staff. I like I told one of my professors, I was like, I'm really rowdy, I'll definitely come do you know I will, I'm I'm right around the corner. I can always come up and say, Hey um, and, actually, one of my professors wants me to come and talk to the, uh, one of his classes, maybe possibly in the fall, uh, basically giving them my experience through college and how I can, uh, how my experience basically could help them move forward in their uh, college life. Nice. That'll,
2: that'll be a great – that's a great give back as well. That's a fantastic yeah. give back. All right. Also, June 18th, so the inaugural – St. Augustine's golf outing to help raise funds for the university. So, will you be attending that?
0: Yes, I. Um, I was talking to my coach a couple days ago, and I told him I'll, I'll definitely be playing. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Playing awesome. Yep. Well,
2: hopefully, we'll get the chance to shake hands, and I'll, and I'll show you how to shoot a true sixty-five over three holes. But. <laughs> I'll show you how to do it., <laughs> okay. yeah, all right. All right, but before we get off here, and this has been fantastic. the The information, yes. your experience uh, at St. Augustine's University and what you shared, it's been fantastic. so But before we go, I need you to shamelessly plug yourself one more time. So brag on yourself, plug your social media, and I know. That you know getting into golf sometimes you guys need sponsors so how do we reach out to Samuel Cujo and and, and try to help you
0: on your way to the PGA Tour so um, you can everybody um, who is watching the podcast you can follow me on Instagram my name is Samuel Cujo golf on Instagram um, my name is on Facebook I'm Samuel Cujo um, my email address is uh, Samuel Cujo Golf at gmail.com, and contact information, phone number is uh, 843-377-5155. Um, phone number is 843-377-5155.
2: Excellent, excellent. And then, and then the, so what is your next step? Because I know that hey, your goal is to get on the PGA Tour. So, you know, aside from looking for a job, But what's your next step to fine-tune your game, and then what's the process?
0: So next step for me, basically, is just grinding on my game, practicing uh, maybe five days out of the week, and um, starting to play. um, So I haven't played a competitive event since COVID has started, so getting that competitive rust off. So trying to find tournaments to get that competitive rust off and evaluating my game and seeing where I can put myself, like opportunities that I can put myself into and get the ball rolling. Okay. All right. So COVID has
2: been tough on you as well.
0: Yes, definitely. It has been tough.
2: Okay. All right. yeah. Well, Samuel Kujay, congrats on all your college success, graduating, and, and remember, from here on out, what you do and how you represent St. Augs University, it, it didn't stop with your last match there or at graduation. It, it begins commencement. So you're a falcon yeah. for life, so I wish yes. you continued success. And thank, thank you again you. for coming on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour and being part of this special podcast series highlighting successful people like yourself at St. Augustine's University.
0: Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure being on the podcast.